Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. I am so excited that I'm grinning from ear to ear, not only because we are starting a brand new series with this episode called How'd She Do That? And so we are learning from women's journeys of becoming and doing. How did they become who they are and how do they do what they do? And our very first guest is someone who is so special and is probably literally the most hopeful, most joyful, most hilarious and hospitable human on the internet. And that is Miss... Tabitha Brown. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about her and then we're going to have her just say hello and introduce herself. She comes from Eden, North Carolina. Funny story. Me too. It's so great. And she's a wife, a mom, an actress, and she's an influencer. She's known for her loving demeanor and her honest, viral, and comedic food reviews, which are hilarious, by the way. I still remember your original tab when you did the Whole Foods sandwich. (laughs) She has been (laughs) featured on so many things, Good Morning America, Sarah and Kiki, BuzzFeed, Now This Food, and Goodful, just to name a few. She's also had many TV appearances in some of your favorite shows, like The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Will and Grace, and so many others. And she is an absolute joy, a wife, a mom, someone that we respect and love. And it is our pleasure to introduce you guys to Tabitha Brown. So say hello to the people. Hello there. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you great. Okay, because I'm looking at the screen and it has an X on my voice. And I was like, uh-oh, did I mute myself by accident? Lord no, knows. you're <laughs> good. <laughs> well, hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have oh, you. Oh, and I love this Eden, North Carolina connection. I mean, it's not the biggest town in the world. So the fact no. that you guys are both from Eden is just too good, too good to be true. But we're not we're not both just from Eden. We grew up together. We went to school yes. together. I'm, I'm older than Ashley, I think mm-hmm. two years, but we like know each other, know each other. Oh, <laughs> it's so man. true. I was telling Tiffany that you know before we started recording that you have always been like this i was like oh tabitha is one of those people that's just always been so full of life and just good to the core and so encouraging and wonderful and always making people laugh always making people smile and you were still that person like you have never changed so why don't you tell us how did you do that like how did you What did your mama feed you or tell you? (laughs) Give us the backstory beyond the bio, beyond the bio. You you know, uh, it's so crazy. I have always really um, tried to be good and do good. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, there were a lot of times I think, you know, I went through some like dark periods in my life Mm -hmm. and went through some hard times with like a lot of death in my family. For about five years, I had death every year um, for five years from generations of people I just lost like my grandmother my grandfather then my other grandmother then you know uncles and then my mom it was just back to back to back to back and just through those periods I just started trying my best to choose joy um and just realizing how short life is and how precious it is um even during a time that I wasn't completely free myself but I just still wanted to be happy um and then getting sick myself and then Coming out of that, I just decided that I want to choose joy every day. I want to try to be light every day. 
and uh, and spread that. And I just feel like that's what we were all born to do is to be love and give love, which is why we all were born with a heart. And um, I just make a choice every day to, to mm-hmm. be that. And I'm so thankful that that's seen and people feel the same way about me. It's so true. <laughs> we do. Just this morning, I was watching one of your videos where you were just worshiping and giving a song and a song that you thought of during your workout and just thinking, man, this is, this really is what it is. And I think sometimes in our world, we have this false expectation that things are supposed to go well all the time and then mm-hmm. we'll be happy. And mm-hmm. so I appreciate what you shared because the truth is life is hard for most people. Mm-hmm. And it is a choice to decide to be joyful and to offer that to other people, whether you feel it or not <laughs> yeah, absolutely honey you hit that on the head <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes false expectations will get you every time listen yeah, they'll get you every time message. okay every time <laughs> yes we'll tear your whole spirit up all right <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to lean into that as you've in the past few years how have you managed expectations mm. you know you've, as you've kept you know worship as part of who you are mm-hmm. and just grow, and leaning into this very, very public life you live. How have mm-hmm. you been able to manage those expectations? Uh, you know what? I got rid of them. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I do not um, live my life based on what anybody else expects of me. Uh, the only expectation I have is from, from God. I want to be who he created me to be and what he expects of me. Um, and I feel that in my spirit and in my soul and how I make decisions, you know, I seek him first and that's all I really care about. Anything else happens naturally for me. Um, and I expect the unexpected, Mm -hmm. right? So I wake up every day expecting the unexpected instead of having expectations because expectations lead to disappointment. Right. And so for so many years, I would expect people to treat me one way because I was going to treat them this way. Or I would expect an outcome because I was doing all this to get it. And I would be disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. And I had to get to a place where I said, you know what, girl, you're not free because mm-hmm. you, you these expectations are holding you as a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And I had to release those things so that I could really feel good and be free. So especially in these last couple of years of having this new success, um, but working over 20 plus years in pursuing an acting career that right. was not happening. Um, but when I released the expectations of it and just started believing that it would happen when I least expected it, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, things started to shift and it, it blew my mind. So that's really how I deal with it. I don't, I don't take things too serious. I'm never hard on myself anymore. I just right. allow myself to live. Mm. <laughs> and it gives me so much peace. Mm, I love that. So Listeners, beautiful. did you hear that? I have a feeling people are going to hit the back button, that 30-second back button, because they need to be ministered to. You are, you are a minister of the gospel in this moment, in all moments. But that was, that was so beautiful and holy mm. and just a set-apart moment and just speaking truth to, I feel like that just cut straight to the soul. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us. So, you know, the 20 years, the we talk about the suddenlies, just suddenly somebody had overnight success. But I love that you laid that groundwork of of working for 20 years first. Mm -hmm. And so what did that look like? Like what what kind of led you on the path that you're on and how did all this success come towards you and give you this platform to encourage people? Like what was the groundwork like and how did you get where you are? 
Well, you know, I, I moved to, to Los Angeles. I, I moved to California twice, right? The first time was in 98 with no plan, no goals, just a dream. Hmm. Completely lost, okay? Yeah, um, not even there. in, right? Not even in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was down in Orange County and renting a room from somebody. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And my husband, was my boyfriend at the time, was like, babe, mm-hmm. this is not it. We need to go back to North Carolina and uh, save up, you know, for one year. Then move to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can really pursue your dream. And so we went back to North Carolina, lived in Greensboro on that one year Mm -hmm. plan, of course, turned into five years and a baby and marriage and Mm. jobs and house responsibilities and a forgotten dream. I Mm. convinced myself that I can't have that dream anymore because, uh, and Ashley, you know, you've been from a small town, you know, you have a baby early. It's kind of like you stuck there and you're going to work and you're going to live a good traditional life. And I convinced myself of that. Not that anything is wrong with that, but God just had a bigger plan for me. And um, I was really feeling like that was going to be it for me. But something woke me up one morning um, and I felt like it was like an earthquake in Greensboro. And my bed shook and I heard a voice that sounded like thunder. And the voice said to me, this is not the life I planned for you. And it scared me. And uh, I got on my knees. I started praying and I was like, okay, Lord, uh, if this is you speaking to me, I need you to show me a sign today. Because if not, I'm about to go ahead and turn myself on into the crazy house because (laughs) I'm hearing things, you know. And uh, later that day, I told my husband what happened. And he thought I was, I think, a little crazy. And we were on our way to the mall. And I told my husband, I said, listen, I pray for a sign today. Like God is going to reveal something to me today. And if not, then we can think I'm crazy. Okay. And on our way to the mall on the radio, there was a uh, Buster Brown. He was one of those who jams radio. It was biggest in our triad. And he came on and said, hey, this is Buster Brown. I am uh, got a new TV show on the WB network. I'm holding auditions looking for a female co-host. And I almost lost it in the car because I knew that was my sign. Never had there been any auditions in Greensboro, North Carolina right. announced on the radio wow. on our way to the mall after this experience I had had that morning. And so I ended up going to that audition and I booked that job. And that was my first audition I'd ever been on for television. Um, And that's what got me dreaming again. And so that was in uh, 2002. And um, I did that for over a year, year and a half. I started producing my own segments and interviewing the celebrities. Mm -hmm. They started, uh, I I was a rolling correspondent slash co-host. So my first interview was LL Cool J, and I I did no that. No way! Yeah, oh my gosh! Right, and so I, I I started doing those interviews behind backstage when the concerts would happen, and um, I remember I interviewed Chris Paul when he was at Wake, you know, got his uh, scholarship at Wake Forest before he ever went to the pros, and wow, it was just kind of like my thing that got me rolling again. And so after doing that, I started back doing theater in the community. Um, I, then I would drive to Wilmington. Just to do extra work on One Tree Hill. Um, and I did all of this stuff for about two, almost two years. And then I told my husband, okay, now it's time uh, for us to move back to Los Angeles. And he said, oh, no, nah, we can't do that. We got this baby and, <laughs> you know, we got this house and all this. He was like, you doing stuff here? I said, yeah, but, you know, I had heard the voice of God. So I've done everything I can do here. It's now it's time to go. Mm. And so um, he said, okay, well, we got to plan it out. And so we planned and we saved up for about nine months. We had $8,000 and we moved to uh, Los Angeles in 2004. And when you have had this experience and you hear this voice of God, you just know like, okay, when I get to LA this time, honey, they're going to be waiting on me. 
And honey, I got here. Won't nobody, won't nobody waiting. No, nobody. <laughs> Girl, no, nobody was waiting on tab, okay? Um, Macy's in Century City was waiting on tab, and I went okay. and got a job, okay? Uh, <laughs> went and got me a good old job, and I worked at that Macy's for about five years. But uh, when I first got there, I had been there a couple months, just excited. You know, I got an acting class right away. I was just so excited to get started. Um, and no sooner than I got here, uh, my mom got sick back in North Carolina. Mm. And uh, she was uh, within maybe my first eight months of living in L.A. She got diagnosed with ALS. And then my world stopped again. Right. Um, and so I went back and forth to North Carolina uh, months at a time uh, to help care for my mom until she passed away in 07. And during that time, it's kind of when I really started learning about the precious gift of life. Um, mm. And if you're going to be here. Right. Why not do everything that you can? Yeah. And so I really, after my mom passed away, I just really dove into every acting gig I could get. Whether they paid me or not, I just wanted to work. I wanted mm. to try my best to make it. Um, and I had a lot of small victories, never anything big. Of course, you would think every job you thought was going to be the job that was going to be it. <laughs> Thank right. God none of those were it because Lord have mercy. I'd be hoping some people never see some of these Blockbuster videos. That, um, <laughs> that, that, remember when, when Blockbuster was a thing and the movies would go straight to Blockbuster? Uh-huh. Um, right. And I had a lot of those uh, moments. And uh, I did, you know, music videos and some co-stars, some guest star roles and a lot of independent films. And uh, then my husband and I decided, you know what, let's have another baby. And mm. I took a break from acting because I was like, one thing I know about the industry is, honey, it ain't going nowhere. It, it right. always be there. <laughs> mm. So and, true. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the most important thing in all of that is that living builds character. Right. So I, I had to just keep on living my life. You know, I was going through a whole lot of different things, but I was living. Mm-hmm. Um, I was becoming, a, you know, a, a mom and wife evolving into that every day. Because my husband and I had only been married a year when we moved back to L.A. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so we were going through that. And um, then, you know, we decided, OK, let's let's have another baby. And I was working a nine to five during that time because I needed a steady check. And uh, after, you know, having my son. I jumped right back into acting after he turned one and things were going good. I had just went to Sundance and mm-hmm. I was like doing stand up. Things were going really great. And then I got sick, mm-hmm. um, you know, in 2016, I started getting sick and the whole year I just could not seem to get well. Uh, and about a year and a half later, I had really got to a dark place of depression and I was having uh, manic panic attacks, which is like 50 panic attacks a day. Some mm, days wow. it was just a tough time for me. Yeah. Um, and I still was trying to pretend that I was fine. <laughs> right. Mm. And, uh, then I, um, when I could not get well and doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, I really had kind of lost my faith. Mm. And I started thinking maybe God has forgotten about me. You know, maybe he doesn't hear me anymore. And I had my, what I call my coming to Jesus moment and got in my bathroom mirror and I prayed and I said, God, listen, this is my final call out to you, you know, but I'm asking you, if you heal me, you can have me. Mm. And I ain't going to try to live my life my way anymore. I will Mm. simply just do what you ask of me. And I meant it. I really meant it that day. And, uh, from that day, I kind of left the old tab in the bathroom and <laughs> I walked out into freedom. I feel I started taking steps into being free. 
And um, a couple of weeks later, I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw myself on the show. And I had like an afro, a little small afro. And I was like, I couldn't pick, you know, really make out what this show was. But I was completely me. I didn't cover my mm. accent because for years I covered my accent because right. I, I was they told to. Oh, yeah, they make right. you do it, girl. Yeah. I always wore my hair straight because they told me to. I always right. was trying to be a size two or a four, honey. Right. I was always on a diet. So you were starving. Listen. Starving, child. Starving, okay? <laughs> and um, But in this dream, I was completely free. And so, you know, mm. I have a gift of dream and I always have since I was a child where my dreams always come to pass. And so I woke mm-hmm. up and I thought, okay, Lord, reveal that to me. What was that? And I heard a voice that said, start doing videos. And mm-hmm. I was like, start doing videos? What in the world am I going to do a video about? I, I, I'm not going to do no videos, Lord. <laughs> and again, the voice said, start doing videos. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do videos. And then God reminded me, he said, remember a couple of weeks ago in the bathroom, he said, if I heal you, I can have you. Mm. And, and you'll do whatever I ask. And I said, oh, Lord, honey, you caught me on a bad day, but I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And so, so good. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me uh, start doing a video. So when I first started doing videos, I was telling the same kind of jokes and stories I would tell on stage as, when I would do stand-up um, as a comedian. I would tell mom jokes and wife jokes. And I was a sit-down comedian because I was at home on my bed or on right. my couch. Uh, and then as the time went on, my daughter came home from school and was like, Mom, you uh, should see this documentary we watched at school today. And it ain't every day a, a teenager come home and tell you to watch a documentary. And I was like, right. Girl, <laughs> pop the popcorn. Let's see what it's all about, you know. <laughs> and uh, we watched it together as a family. And it was uh, like a light bulb moment for me when they started talking about, you know, all diseases are not hereditary. that we eat the same way, causing the same diseases in our family. Mm. And my mom died at 51 of ALS, which is a rare disease. They can't tell you what causes it, and there is no cure. Mm. Um, my dad is 69. He's the oldest male to ever live in our family. Wow. Uh, wow. People die young in my family, and they get sick at young ages. And I started thinking, well, only common denominator I could come up with at that time was meat and how we eat. Uh, and it was also the only thing I had not tried. I tried every drug the doctor offered me, and nothing helped. If anything, it probably made me worse. Mm. Um, and so I decided, I said, told my husband, let's do a 30 day vegan challenge and just see what happens. I ain't got nothing to lose at this point. Right. And so we did it, uh, August of, of 2017, we went on this 30 day vegan challenge. And in the first 10 days, the headache I had had every day for a year and seven months disappeared. Oh, wow. And I knew, mm -mm, honey, I knew at that point I was onto something and I had had chronic fatigue throughout my body. I had chronic pain throughout my body. Um, and this resting headache in the back of my head every day for a year and seven months. Mm. And uh, after that, every day after that, I just started feeling better and better and better. And I told my husband at you know, day 30, I was like, I know this is supposed to be a 30-day challenge, but I think this is going to be my life. I'm going to go mm. vegan. And he said, well, that's great, baby. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to need a piece of chicken, okay? <laughs> and that's his business. All right? I was like, that's, that's your right. business, okay? Go ahead. Um, but for me, I'm going to be willing to go on this journey alone because I think it's going to save my life. Mm. And the moment I said, I'm going vegan, this is going to be my life, the same voice I had heard that told me to start doing videos whispered in my ear and said, now tell people what you're eating. Mm. And I was scared to death. And I was like, wait a minute, Lord. First of all, (laughs) I have also shaved off all my hair in the process. 
Um, you want me to get on Facebook and tell all my family back in North Carolina that I, it ain't a challenge. It's a, it's real life that I'm going vegan and I done shaved off all my hair. Right. They're and North Carolina like, is going to be like, what? That girl done lost her mind out there in Hollywood. She <laughs> gone. Right. She done had a whole, whole Britney Spears moment. She gone, oh, y'all. No, that's right. <laughs> right. And so I was like, Lord, but I really was trying my best to live a life of obedience. Right. And so I said, okay, um, I'll do it. And the other thing that, you know, was so crazy to me is that when God told me to start doing videos, he had this conversation with me. He said, listen, when you out doing stand-up trying to get a TV show, because that's why I started doing stand-up, because I was trying to get a show. He was like, you were reaching maybe 15, 30 people a night. Mm. But if you start doing videos, you'll reach thousands of minutes. And I thought, mm. I ain't even got thousands of followers, so this makes zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just trusted it. And so I started doing videos and said, hey, y'all, I'm, I'm going vegan when I find vegan options, I'm going to just share it with y'all and I'm going to cook in my kitchen sometime or I'm going to give a food review, you know? And it would be 30 people watching, maybe 33. And I was thinking, Lord, what do you have me doing? Because you said thousands of people would watch and it's 33 (laughs) people and 30 of them is in Eden, okay? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I was consistent. I did it every single day um, for the last three, four years. And uh, when I first started doing the videos, like back in August of 2017, you know, I was feeling better. By October, I told my husband, you know what? I feel so much better now. I want to get back to auditioning and really getting out there again, but I don't want to go back to a nine to five and get stuck. Because I've been on disability for over a year. And um, I was like, I'm going to go drive Uber. And he was like, you can drive Uber. I was like, yep, I I got a plan. I'm going to get discovered in my car because we in L.A. And I'm going to probably pick up a producer or a director or something. They're going to love me. And I'm going to just call you from the set. And he was like, uh, okay, Tab. And I never did pick up a producer or a director, but I did get discovered in my car eating a sandwich. (laughs) And that's how it all happened, honey. That's how I got started on this path. That is, you know, the, the longest story short. But, um... But yeah, that's how it all began. And, you know, my first video went viral, me eating a TTLA sandwich, sitting in my car. And Whole Foods reached out to me four days after that video. And I became their brand ambassador. And, honey, the rest is kind of history from there. Wow. I just I just want to pull out some nuggets that have been, I, I just personally have been ministered to, and I know listeners, you are as well, yeah. is your faithfulness to not do everything, Come but on. to do exactly what the Lord put in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah. you are, I feel like you're a, a multi-hyphenate here. You could have done anything and you could have gone so many different directions with your talent and with your skill set and right. with your knowledge, but just your <clears throat> obedience to lean in. Even like you said, you're like, okay, online, post videos of myself on Facebook talking about veganism <laughs> and you shave your head. You're like, okay, like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And that probably felt like the least profitable or the least successful or fruitful (laughs) avenue Mm -hmm. but you did it in obedience and i just Mm -hmm. i'm hearing like you never know when your moment is and there isn't suddenly there's just these small step those in between moments um of just from glory to glory but where where, how do we get there we we just have those in between moments of being obedient i just i'm i'm so moved by that of not overlooking the small yeses Mm-hmm. Because of course right. you're gonna say yes when you're gonna be on TV or some of these things, but the small yeses yes. of posting yes. about your Sammy, uh, you know, like it's just so <laughs> right. like what you know, and and we'd love to think that 
only this is for only this is a big idea or only that doesn't matter to other people therefore it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but you're like this matters to me i right. have a conviction right. about this this has changed my life mm-hmm. i have i have a legacy of of people who are are passing young i want different for my the next generation i want different for me and just the way just your conviction and the way you walked out your obedience i think is it, we don't see that we just don't see that right. we all want that quick fame that quick hit we want to make sure our next step is the most profitable the most successful the most everything that to the point that we're almost paralyzed that we'll do nothing unless we feel like it's a big deal right right and for you to take just those little steps is really what what i am just so blown away by when i think of you know how'd she do that it was this small obedience it was yeah, a, the willingness mm-hmm. to be faithful. And like you said, you're like, I still have to pay the bills. I'm living in a very expensive city. You've got mm-hmm, two kids mm-hmm. right at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. two kids, mm-hmm. two babies at that point. Mm-hmm. So just the the overall faithfulness, I think, that is really mm-hmm. just to listen to that still small voice, knowing yes. that he didn't bring you this far to drop you. He still had good plans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just just so, so, so good. And, um, yes. I'm so glad that you, you got that because – you know, I had been doing vision boards and journaling, you know, for over like 12 years at that point. Because, you know, that's when the secret was really big and people were making vision boards and all that. Mm-hmm. And when I go back and I look at everything that I've ever dreamt, never, ever once was there anything about food. Mm-hmm. There was never anything <laughs> about me doing anything with food other than cooking for my family, child. I never, ever thought I would do anything with food. I never thought I would do a video. But sometimes we have this plan for ourselves, right? Yeah. But it does not show up looking like we thought it would show up. Yeah. And right. sometimes we are so fixated on it being one way that we'll miss the blessing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be open, but I really had to trust God and be obedient so that I didn't miss out on it. Because I could have said, no, nah, I ain't doing no videos, Lord. I ain't going to tell nobody what I'm eating. Uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Right. And it's, I, I would have had to take a whole different route. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I would still been driving Uber. Not that anything's wrong with it. I really enjoy driving Uber, honestly. But if I had not been obedient, I could have right. missed out on it. Mm. I love mm-hmm. that. I think about Ecclesiastes 3, where it says he has made everything beautiful in its mm-hmm. time. Oh. And that he has set eternity in the human heart, but no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And listening to you share your story, I think about, you know, we don't know what God is preparing for us. And we also don't know the state of the world that we're living in as God is preparing our purpose and our time. And I think about you laying out this beautiful life that you were living with your family and this day-to-day faithfulness that Tiffany talked about and obedience to the Lord's voice. And even though it didn't match your plan and it wasn't on the vision board, you were just listening to God and everything has been made beautiful in its time. Like now is the time that we needed your voice. And now is the time that we needed encouragement on the interwebs. Now is the time that we needed somebody with hospitality to be here, to be a welcoming voice and a welcoming presence. And I feel like you feel like a hug, mm. like you feel like a friend, even through the internet. And so I, I find that really remarkable of God that he has made, like he knew just the time to lift you up and he knew just the time to 
further your purpose and to give you this larger platform when when the world would be so hungry for the kind of hope and encouragement that you give. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so thankful that you just hung in there and did exactly what God asked you to do, because it is it is a joy on the Internet. I mean, genuinely, it is a joy. How do you stay so positive? How do you stay so joyful? I feel like you have a word every day for the people. How do you do that? I'm like, this is content creation 401. This is a PhD in having something to say. Yes. You you know what? I really, um, I just live in in the present, right? I live in the moment every day. um, And I would allow that to come out. Um, I don't plan my post. I have to be in real time with it. What I feel in that moment is what I post. Unless it's like a collaboration that I'm doing with a brand or something, everything I post is real time. And I think that's what translates and that's what makes people feel it. It's because it's yeah. real to me in that moment. Um, right. But I make a choice every day. You know, I, like I said earlier, I choose joy. Um, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you suffer depression and, and you go through it, those dark times, I really made a promise to myself when I saw a crack of light, I wanted to hold on to that crack until it burst open. Mm. And when it opened Listen, up, that's beautiful. Oh. I was like, I'm going to hold on to that. And so I'm going to choose light every day, even in dark times, even, you know, when everything around me says darkness, I'm going to choose light. It is my choice to do so. It is my right to do so. And so I just make that choice every day. And, uh, you know, I feel like God just supplies me with the energy and the strength to do so. So well said. Mm. And that, I also just want to say, that speaks to the years of stand-up. Yeah. The, the fact that it does just flow out of you, that is, I right. instantly just the word expert came to True. my mind. Like, the fact that that is your natural uh, gear that you're already in just shows to the faithfulness. That's just evident mm-hmm. that you've been with Jesus, evident that you've been working on your craft, the being and the doing just bubbling over each and every day on the interwebs. I think especially in this divided time, in this polarized time, everybody feels right. like, you know, you're doing this wrong and you don't know enough and people feel like that even I think I think even now people are like, I want to do right. I want to be wokish. You know, I want to do the things. Yeah. And but they, they're like, who do I listen to? Who do I who do I go to, to to learn how to operate in the world and how to operate online? And then we have you. We have someone to lead us. We have someone to guide us. We have someone to educate us on just beautiful conversations and how to approach with love and empathy and compassion. And just the way mm-hmm. you like you said, it's food. It's relationships it's your own life it's your own musings it's a little bit of this it's a little bit of that and it's what we need right now mm, it is thank you, thank you tab thank you. you have um you have one phrase that we love that you always tell everybody at the end of your videos can you share that with our <laughs> listeners who are not familiar with you because it is just a blessing they need oh to my hear goodness it. absolutely uh honey <laughs> y'all going about y'all business baby have the most amazing day but even if you can't have a good one don't you dare go messing up nobody else's in. <laughs> you know, my dad, that's how my daddy raised me. My daddy always tell me that. And uh, so I have carried that in my spirit. And, and I started sharing that with people years ago when I started doing videos. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> that tab, it is a blessing to have you on oh, our podcast. Oh, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for having oh. me. I appreciate you so very much. This has blessed me today.
Mm. And listeners, check the show notes to see all the goodness that is Tabitha. Follow her on Instagram. We'll have all the links right there. And until then, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.